0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him. But tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. So I think most of you know that I'm a legionary of Christ. And there's six of us legionaries who live together on Updike Road in Bloomfield Hills. And we service Everest Academy and we help out here at St. Daniel every weekend. So Father Thomas comes to me this week. He says, hey, Father Jason, we got a big game this week. We got homecoming Friday night, big football game at Everest. And we got a bunch of guys banged up. Do you think we could have an impromptu healing service for the football team? Because he knows that I like to pray for healing. I said, sure, let's do it. So Wednesday afternoon, about 345, the football team comes into the high school chapel right from the weight room. So it was the smelliest healing service I've ever done, that's for sure. But it was awesome to see 40 or so high school boys come into the chapel ready to pray for healing. And Father Thomas gave a brief introduction. I followed that up with a little teaching. And then I said, okay, we're going to go one by one. And we're all going to gather around. And I'm going to lead us in prayer, but you're all going to help me. You're all going to join me in praying for healing for your teammates. And so the first boy up was a freshman, Tim. And Tim had a bum left hip. I don't know if it was a hip pointer or whatever it was exactly, but we start praying for for Tim out loud. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your hip. And all the boys would repeat after me. And I commanded to be healed in Jesus' name. And he said later he could feel the heat shooting through his hip. And he felt as if he felt a crack, a pop, as if an angel had come and adjusted his hip for him. And when we stopped praying, after a minute or so, he lifted his left leg. He said, I'm healed. No pain. And we went one by one. A boy had a broken pinky. He could barely move it. By the time we were done praying, he could completely close his fist. And he he played center Friday night in our victory. And at the... I would say the icing on the cake was one of the coaches, probably in his mid-60s or so. Two bum knees. The head coach was saying how he was limping around the practice field. And he sat down on the pew. I could see the scars on both his knees. He had already had major knee surgery on both knees. And I don't think he had much of an expectation to receive any healing whatsoever. But we prayed for him. All the boys were now very excited. The level of faith in the room had risen because they had already seen teammates healed, and so all the boys were very excited to pray for their coach. And I wish I could have had a camera on Coach's face when I told him to stand up out of the pew because he couldn't believe that he was in no pain, and he started doing a little dance there in the chapel, and all the boys were celebrating, and it was awesome. It was really awesome, and one of the boys in particular. Uh, who received some healing anyway for his, his knee. I don't think he played Friday night, but he definitely felt better and hopefully is on the mend. He was just commenting, commenting to me how, how much that touched him, to be prayed over by his teammates and to see teammates healed. So I, I share this because I think many of us perhaps doubt that God actually wants to work in your life, that he's that close to you, that he sees you, that he knows you, that he cares about you, and that he actually wants to work through you to touch other people's lives in a powerful way, in a personal way. And Jesus is getting at this today He said, when John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him. But tax collectors and prostitutes did. And we could add high school football players believed. High school football players believed. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. You could add the word there, repent. You did not later repent, which has this notion, this connotation of changing your ways of believing and behaving. It's not just believing, it's also behaving. And it's not about trying harder. I think that's where we get tripped up. Because we try, we make a resolution to do better, and I'm gonna try harder, and we still fail. And we give up. How many of us have done that before, right? (laughs) How long did that last year's New Year's resolution last, right? Well, it's not about trying harder, it's not about trying harder it's about allowing the holy spirit the grace of god to act to go to work on your mind and in your heart and in your body in your will it's about believing that with god all things are possible with god all things are possible But we have to keep believing, we have to keep giving God a chance to work. And little by little, more and more, we are transformed. The problem is, most people stop coming. Most people stop believing. So we should all listen to Journey, right? Don't stop believing! We can baptize that song. Don't stop believing. Don't stop coming to the Lord and asking for his grace, asking for his help. And that, might, that help might come in different forms. It might come through the help of a neighbor, a brother or sister. It might come directly from the tabernacle, you might say, to your heart. You might have some kind of instantaneous healing or conversion. That happens. But don't stop believing. It's what St. Therese learned. The hard way. (laughs) Some of us have to learn the hard way. Some of us have to hit rock bottom. The proverbial rock bottom. Before... We learn this lesson that it's not just my human effort that will make a difference. It's not just my human effort that will make a difference. But it's my effort with the grace of God that can move mountains. And St. Therese, the little flower, she learned that. She learned that little by little, more and more. She called it her little way. It's what she's famous for, her little way. And the little way was that I may not be able to do great things all the time, but everything that I do, even the smallest thing, I can do with faith and hope and love. And then it becomes great. And then I put myself in a position for God to go to work through me and with me and in me in a great way. And that's why she could say with conviction that her mission was only beginning when she died at 24 years old, if I remember correctly. Her mission was just beginning because she knew that when she went to heaven... She would be interceding all the time for her brothers and sisters in Christ on earth. So that's something that we are all invited to ponder. Whenever the church canonizes someone, and in fact, they made her a doctor of the church. I got to take a class in Rome, and the the professor was the Carmelite priest who was in charge of her process of being named doctor of the church. And did she ever get a theology degree? Not. (laughs) Not. She entered the Carmel when she was still a teenager. And she's a doctor of the church. So the church only does that when they recognize that this individual had a particular insight into the heart of God. And her particular insight was this little way. And she called the arms of Jesus the elevator that would lift her up to the heights of holiness. It wasn't going to be her human effort alone. But she was going to trust in Jesus to lift her up and to help her understand the ways of God. Because as we heard in our first reading today from the prophet Ezekiel, what does God say? Well, (laughs) he says, is it my way that is unfair or rather are not your ways unfair? So our thoughts are not God's thoughts. His ways are not our ways. It's hard sometimes to understand the ways of God. Sometimes it's, it's hard when bad things happen to good people. It's hard to understand that sometimes. One thing you have to know is that God is never the author of evil. God was not the author of death. Death entered the world because of sin, and our first parents committed the original sin. And so we suffer the effects of that. But God wasn't going to let death and sin have the last word. So it says, as it says on your billboard out there, God died for a reason, and that reason is you. But he didn't just die for a reason, he rose for a reason. And he ascended to the Father for a reason. And together, the Father and the Son poured out the Spirit for a reason. They wanted to put heaven into you. As we like to say at Encounter, Encounter Ministries, God didn't just die and rise so that you could get to heaven. He died and rose and went to the Father, and together they poured out the Spirit so that they could put heaven into you, so that you could do the works of God, so that your light could shine, so that you could make a difference. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to come. Let's pray that we can believe Let's pray that we can believe that we are loved by God. And you may not feel it. It might be hard to believe, but just keep believing and God will confirm it. He will affirm it for you more and more, little by little. And as you turn to him, as you listen to his word, as you receive his body and blood, you will realize more and more that you are loved, that you are wanted, that you are chosen, and that he wants to collaborate with you to build his kingdom in this world. He wants to collaborate with you in the salvation of souls. He wants to collaborate with you in bringing about transformation. In the hearts and minds of every human being. We are his church. And so let us all say yes to that. Let us all say yes. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Choose me. I won't be afraid. I mean, I might be afraid, but I'll go anyway. That's a good definition of courage, by the way, if you ever heard that. A good definition of courage. I'm afraid, but I go anyway trusting that God's got my back and that he goes before me and he, he goes, he watches my back. He guards me as a shepherd guards his flock. And so Lord, we thank you and we praise you this morning for the life and example of St. Therese. We thank you for calling each and every one of us by name to be your friends, your disciples. Lord, increase our faith in your love for us. Increase our faith in your desire to love us and to love your body, your humanity, your family through us each and every day. Amen.